a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Fly Racing Racerex Podcast, the Hangtown Motocross Review. I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you for listening. Fly Racing, bro. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. They are an emerging gear company. Perhaps you heard a little bit about them out there, seemingly with uh, a ton of fast guys. And uh, they make much more than gear, everybody. Their helmets are top-notch, right off the shelf, right onto the riders' heads. And uh, please check them out. Flyracing.com. Also, to Maxxis Tires, the MXST Tire. Visit Maxxis.com. It is coming out real soon. Uh, whether it's your car, your light truck, your trailer, ATV, mountain bike, much more. Maxxis Tires lets you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat the competition. Also to Alpine Stars, whether it's a Tech 10 boot, which is the benchmark boot in motocross, or the A4 chest protector that you can wear over top or underneath uh, your chest protector, Alpine Stars continues to set the standard for protection equipment out there. Alpine Star protects. Thanks to those companies. Thanks to you people for listening. All right, on to Weege and JT. So now, as promised, on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, the Hangtown Motocross Review. We'll talk about what happened at Hangtown and much more, including the word of the day. Uh, all right, with me on the line, my boss at Racer X Online, the official voice of Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross, Jason Wygant. Yeah! What's up, Weege? It's a spectacular day at the races. Couldn't be prouder. Uh, the team, I just can't thank them. Everybody just put in the hard work, uh-huh. and uh, you know you never know when you come out at the opener. You know it's just one race, mm-hmm. long series. Yeah, take it one race at a time. But anything gonna happen? Just really proud of the effort. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Hashtag real racing. Hashtag outdoors. <laughs> hashtag whatever you want. This, this is moto. This is moto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag yeah. gate the, the gate fall or no? That was supercross, I think. Well, we don't even notice the gate dropping. We don't even Drop see the it. Gate. Yeah. Yeah, I dropped the gate. Yeah, you, you missed the whole gate drop. Who Wait, can forget? was that hashtag actually just to, to dig on me? Was that what that was? Just to dig on Fro and I, not even knowing when the gate dropped? No, no, it wasn't. No, no. That's um, cruel. Also on the line from... Just wait till I introduce drop. you. Just wait. Also on the line from Fly <laughs> Racing, <laughs> Jason Thomas. <laughs> now you may tell us what you were going to say. Hi, Steve. All right. Hangtown. Beautiful, beautiful hangtown. What a day, too, the weather. The weather couldn't have been any nicer. Beautiful weather. Um, and uh, so lots to talk about when it comes to hangtown. And I guess first up, I had a guy come up to me <clears throat> after the race. He's like, Mathis, Mathis, man, Mathis. Dude, I called it. I called Osborne and Tomac. I called it yesterday. I'm like, right on, dude. Right, good one. 
the two defending champions who both won at this race last year, you called it. Nice work. But, uh, I mean, whatever. Anyways, it wasn't that big of a surprise to see our winners, but there certainly were some surprises in the race. I guess, uh, first up, JT, like, if you're Tomac, the first moto was domination, ripped through the guys, took off, had a nice lead, and won it rather easily, as easily as you can win a 450 motocross moto. Second moto, uh, he was probably about 15th, then he was 8th, then he was, I think, uh, second, a fall, backed up to uh, uh, fourth or third or whatever, then ripped through with some amazing laps and worked much harder in the second moto for the, for the other win. If you're Tomac, uh, which, or no, not if you're Tomac, if you're Jason Thomas, which one was more impressive? I would say the second moto because, man, it takes a lot of nerve and strength and just mental uh, fortitude to really come back after that because, he, you know, he's taken so much uh, just, you know, uh, I don't want to say insult, but he's answered a lot of questions about why does it take you so long to get up and get going anytime he crashes. And he, he actually did it. He got up picked his bike up, took off, and got back into the race and salvaged it. Well, better than salvaged it, he won the the moto, right? And that's been something he hasn't been able to do, whether it's indoors or out, the last few years. Uh, We've just seen so many times where he makes that critical mistake and it ends up costing him dearly. This time, it didn't. He was able to fight back through, get his pace back on track, and and ride up and pass everyone and and ride away. It uh, It was really impressive to watch. He was doing 219s. Marvis was doing 2.22. Everyone else is like 2.23 for like two laps in a row. Just insane. Just just insane. He, you, you pick the bike up and you're like, eh. You know, because he wasn't exactly ripping through with ease until then. And he was moving forward. It was, he was moving forward. It just wasn't, it wasn't like a foregone conclusion before he fell that he was going to win. I didn't feel that way anyways. Um, and then when he picked it up, man. He was very angry, and he put those laps down, and before you know it, he was all over Marv. God, it was impressive. It was impressive. Why yeah. Well, yeah, that that was exactly it. I mean, I mean, we know that he generally, especially at Hangtown, has a, a speed advantage, and then you're like, okay, if he starts pretty bad in the first moto, well, that didn't take too long. Then he started even worse in moto two. He also cited that he almost crashed and or went off the track on the first lap. So, yeah. like, okay, and Marv's wasn't too far in front of him, but Marv was doing a good job. Like, Marv was holding his own. Like you said, it wasn't like he was just destroying everybody. Like, Marv would pass a guy, he would pass a guy. And then once he fell, I'm like, okay, since he was only a little bit faster than Marv, and now he's several seconds back, Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think in the end he's going to end up not winning again, even though he was the fastest guy. Yeah. Uh, and then I could not believe 10 minutes to go, he was already in the lead. <laughs> yeah, it was. Didn't it seem like he and Marv were just matching each other? Like, you get him, I'll get him. I'll just yeah, chase you to yeah. the front. I'm right here. But yeah, I saw those two 19s, and I was like, he's now going three seconds a lap faster and almost five than everybody else. Yeah. Nuts. Just, like, I tweeted, did he cut the track? You know, yeah. like, Jesus. It was, it was impressive, man. It was, it was really, really cool to see, I guess. Uh, if you're Tomac, JT, that's a nice way to start the season. It was, and he was dangerously close to, to leaving Hangtown, you know, with Marvin winning the first round, you know, because that very easily could have gotten away from him in that second moto. 
uh, you kind of going into the, that race, you know, I really felt that he was going to win. Uh, he's done so well at Hangtown in the past. You know, he won his first ever race there. And you just kind of felt with the way the competition was, he really only was going to have to deal with Marvin to win it. And uh, I really never had a doubt he was going to win if he didn't have a big crash. Um, you know, the, the problems are going to come. Can he maintain that level every weekend? I think that's, that's where his, you know, the midseason stuff is where I, I look for him to have to sort out. Um, I, I I felt like this weekend was a foregone conclusion. Well, his, uh, I mean, not after he fell. No, no, no. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I felt like he was he was a shoe in to win this race. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most people did. Um, what about the uh, what about the starts? That was one weakness. He 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 gated well. I happen to be watching just him. Uh, both motos. Anderson was next to him, and he gated well. Reactions were well. Uh, kind of around the shift to third. You know, he kind of got cut off both times. I guess if there's one thing to quibble on, if you're Tomac is his starts, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, and I said, Hey, you're missing that. Great. And he's like, yeah, I like that. Great. Don't tell anybody. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was just one thing that, uh, yeah, that was, I guess, a not, not that great for him with starts, but his practice, the qualifying. Yeah. He was really good again in qualifying much, much faster than everybody else. So, uh, yeah, just, yeah, it was multiple yeah. seconds most of the time. And yeah. I think Marv got it down to point nine yeah. in the second one at yeah. the very end. Yeah. But in the first session, I think it was almost two seconds. Uh, and it was almost three for most of the second one. So, yeah. Yeah, But isn't this – I mean, it was almost a perfect scenario. When he fell, I mean, okay, he was the fastest guy for sure. And I'm like, there's a good chance this is going to happen again. He's going to be the fastest guy and not end up winning. Like, he <laughs> right. was clearly better than Marv all day long, and Marv's going to end up going 2-1 for the overall. But, damn – that no. didn't take long. No, it's just he just has to stay away from these mistakes, like JT said. That's it. That's same same thing we said for Supercross, same thing we said for Motocross last summer, and same thing we said for Supercross last year. That's yeah. That's yeah. it. So, but I do think I do think Marvin's going to have several motos where he just wins, though. Whether Eli is having a good moto, bad moto, crashes, doesn't crash. I think Marvin's going to have his tracks and his days where he gets a good start and he's yeah. he's fast enough to just win it. Um, you know, I think Eli is the faster of the two, but he's Marvin's not that far off. No. Nope. You know, I think he's going to have good days and bad days. I mean, Marvin, I was surprised at how much better Marvin was than everybody else. Like, he wasn't really. really where I, yeah, I, I wasn't because it was the same thing last year at that race. There was those two and that was it. Well. I mean, yeah, but you had told us Baggett would be better, JT. You're, you're a Blake Baggett Which, insider. I mean, he was. He was fifth yeah. overall this year. Yeah. So yeah. he was better. Um, it wasn't what I expected him to be, but I still thought it would be those two kind of in their own little realm, which which they were, just like they were last year. Same, same exact scenario last year. Uh, I think Tomac was a little better this year comparatively like how those two stacked up he seemed like marvin gave him a little bit more trouble last year i don't think that eli could have crashed and still won last year like he did this year uh barsha rode well uh led a couple of laps caught anderson again uh passed him third overall i asked him why again after the race i'm like hey look you got third in the first moto but you were 35 seconds down to, to eli so like what what, you know, are you pissed? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not supposed to get beat by 35 seconds. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a good answer. Good answer, Bam Bam. Um, and you pissed him off, Wygant. 
Oh, yeah. What was that all Surely about? he just. What was all uh, that about? No, nah, I think everybody's being goofy at the press conference. So they didn't – I guess I wasn't there for the 250 press conference. I was shooting stuff for TV, and then I get over there, and the 450 press conference is ending. And they had said no one asked questions of the 250 riders, and no one was about to ask questions of the 450 riders. So they just throw me the microphone as usual. Right. And they're like, ask some questions. Uh, and I had just – uh, spoken to Baggett, he was actually out on the track with Burner, yeah. basically shaking his head and looking not happy. Um, and he did mention, you know, their bike is new, which you forget because you know, they raced all Supercross season, but technically it's the first motocross race in this KTM. So I said to Marvin, like, hey, you do have a new bike. Is this a, you know, work in progress? Yeah. And uh, he said, nah, we're close. You know, it's different, <laughs> but we're, yeah. we're not way off. And the Barsha's like, and I think I asked Eli about going fast after he crashed, so I didn't ask Barsha any questions. <laughs> And he's like, hey, what about me? I got a new bike. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, you've raced Yamahas before. He's like, yeah, but this bike is new this year, too. And I'm like, yeah, good point. He's like, you hate me. You don't ask me any questions. Right, right, right. You don't like me. Yeah, I was just. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm bugging you. Yeah, um, these dudes are joking around. But, yeah, um, I would say Barsha was a bit of a surprise, JT. Like, I don't know if he was a bit of a surprise or he was just really good. But if you really look at the field, I think he was a little bit better than maybe expected, uh, but how far back was he really going to be? Because I don't, you know, Roxon was yeah he, way he's beating underprepared. He's beating Pike and Bloss and Craig. Yes, correct. So I think at worst, at worst, I had him pegged for a fifth overall. So a third is certainly better than that. So yeah, I mean, better better than I expected, um, but the way the field is and how many guys are hurt and not racing and underprepared and yada yada yada. Um, you know, it wasn't going to be that much further back than third. All right, well, again, big, big debate in another group text that you are not in about Anderson's Hangtown performance. Help us solve it. Where are you at with his performance? Knowing that we thought there was a chance that he was going to come into Hangtown, who was going to be hung over town, and that he wasn't even going to care or try or be into it at all, uh, I feel this is way better than that. Like, I can't all of a sudden switch from, I'm wondering if he's going to be into this, to, he should win. Well, why is he not winning? So, he was in the hunt. He led some laps. I, he didn't get seven. He didn't go like 17-11 or something. What's wrong with it? Okay. Fantastic. I, so, I, did you really think that in any world he was ever going to go 17-11, Weech? Come on. Well, even, uh, well, for example, did he beat Baggett in both motos? No, actually, he didn't no, beat him. No, he didn't. Moto. Yeah, no. he Baggett, Baggett actually beat him in the Baggett got him at the very end of the second moto, didn't he? We didn't uh, see actually, him. Actually, yeah. yeah, Benny Bloss got him in late, late in the second moto. Are you serious? <laughs> what the? What is that? Are you in the booth or not? Are you looking at the results? We didn't have any of that. We didn't have any of that. We just had Tomac riding around. Wait a minute. What did he get in the second moto? Uh, he had. Uh, he was uh, sixth. Sixth. Wow. So leading laps to sixth. Well, that's worse than I thought. <laughs> we didn't have any of it. We didn't have any of this action. I didn't even realize that Barsha. I'm like, where, where did Barsha get him? Uh, let alone bag it. But anyway, still, I think there was this huge concern of like, and we talked about this, Phil Simms style last week. Is he going to be even into this at all? So the fact that he got starts, went for the lead, rode as hard as he could for a while, I was like, okay, he is trying. Uh, then we interviewed him after the race, apparently after getting sixth. Who knew? And he said, yeah, I was good for about four laps, and I felt like trash after that. So 
that's fine, man. It's the opener. At least I feel like he tried. <laughs> that's where the bar is with you? Okay. I, I read about a guy who wanted to pick, get picked from Motocross the Nations. Do you, do you not remember what we talked about a week ago? We spent like 15 minutes on is Anderson going yes. to the end of this? Yes. Is he going to care? Yes. Are you but, forgetting that part? I, well, we came up with that. Us jerkies came up with that, but everything I was reading and hearing was that Anderson was not going that way. There were people, I'm just saying that like, he went for the lead. lead. He went for it early in the break. So I'm like, okay, he's trying to win. Go ahead, JT. He, yeah. I, there are people out there that were saying he's going to be in this to win the title. Like, he, he is all in. Every ounce of preparation has been done. He needs to win. He wants to win the title, and he will be in the mix for it. I, that's that's what I think the or the bar that we're holding I mean, to that Steve and I are, and I it's what it's honestly what I expected. He rode well, he tried hard, but the focus of Supercross and the you know Supercross hangover, whether it's physical, mental, you know, et cetera, you could see it in the Sakamoto. That's not his fault. I'm not blaming him. It's just it's honestly what I expected to see. So. I don't think personally after the, the Supercross season, your first Supercross title, all of that pressure, all of that that goes along with it, the press obligations and everything associated, I don't expect him to have a great summer. I don't think that's you know a slight against him. That's just what I expect. And, and that's what we saw. That's what I thought we were going to see in the second moto. I didn't expect Benny to be able to pass him at the end of the second moto. But I don't think he's going to be battling with Marvin and Eli most of the summer either. There's no world where you're like, yeah, Benny Bloss is going to catch him and pass him. There's just no, no – that's I not mean, possible. He, he, it wasn't as bad as Roxon's second moto. You know, Roxon had every excuse in the world. Like, I, I don't I, – I was blown away by Roxon's first moto. The second moto was like, man, I, I kind of saw that coming. Like, that's more of what we expected from him because we know he hasn't been riding enough. But I, I didn't expect Anderson – to go that bad, like he, he was, you could see he was just physically spent at the end of the second moto. He had nothing left. Wow. Um, so that's the, honestly where I thought I thought he would be. I just didn't think it would be quite that bad. The only thing that you know makes me hesitate a little bit on you know talking more badly about Anderson's performance is weird things happen at the opener. So that's all. Maybe I, they'll pull it together. But I don't even really. I I don't know how a Supercross champion who's been riding and training gets that worked over in the second moto, you know? We're back. Right, yeah, I, I don't really consider it that bad. I just, I honestly think it's it's how these things go. Every ounce of his psyche has been worried about Supercross, whether, you know, whether he was forced to ride outdoors, you know, by his training program or whatever, his heart wasn't in outdoors the, the last month. He well, was that's, worried about... That's fine, JT. Just get his, he got a fourth in the first moto. Just get another fourth. Well, I don't think, I just don't think that, He's done everything that it takes to be a you know world class winning guy outdoors yet. Whether he can work into that, that's going to be up to him. Whether he's wanting to put in that effort to get there in the next few weeks, I, I don't know that. But you could see it. You could you could see his supercross side coming out. Like that's just lack of uh, everything it takes. Like you, Marvin was still strong. Like yeah, he didn't have anything for Tomac, but you could still see him trying. Elac trying. Um, to me, it was just, you know, I could literally, it was like he was wearing a Supercross banner around in that second moto. Hey, if you, you want to be an elite guy, Marvin and Tomac are in the exact same boat as Jason Anderson. That's their exact same I boat. I don't, agree, I don't agree with that. Okay. Why are they in the exact same boat? Are they in the Supercross championship boat? Because they just did everything they could to win a Supercross title and didn't win it. 
but went 17 weeks. Eli, I don't think Eli – I don't agree with, at all with Eli. I think Eli has been riding outdoors for a long time and worried about outdoors for a long time. Think about Anderson's stress level the week between Salt Lake City and Vegas and then the celebration level the week between Vegas and the off weekend compared to what Tomac okay, was doing. That's all, that's all like, fine. Yeah, whatever. That's all fine. That goes back to my original point that we were talking about last week where I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go for Anderson. Thank you. Thank you. And all, what? He said he wants to be on Motocross the Nations, and suddenly we were supposed to write all that off? Like, I expected him to not be as good as he probably should be here, and he wasn't as good as he should be, but I feel like he has a pretty justified reason. If he's still struggling five weeks in, then we can officially say, dude, you got to do better than this. But him not doing great at Hangtown? Yeah. yeah. I think that's totally fine. Yeah, one week, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, Benny Bloss yeah. coming up from the back, catching him, passing him, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the Benny Bloss thing is it's, it's a little worse. That that part shouldn't happen, <laughs> but but other okay, so that part that part shouldn't happen. So maybe it's ten percent worse than it should have been, or fifteen percent okay. worse than well, it should have been. But um, if he yeah. gone four or five, I think it would have been like, yep, that's pretty much where he should be. Um, I think, he went I think it's only it's, I think it's only because he was winning with a decent lead to. Then go that far well, backwards. I think is the worrying. Part. I mean, did I do I have to explain that part? That's where I'm going with this whole thing. Well, I'm, he was leading. I, I, I didn't. I didn't realize I had to lay it out for both of you. But yeah, he was literally leading I, laps I, in the middle of the race. Lay it out for me. I'm the one making the point. Leading laps in the middle of the race with a lead. That's right. Yeah. So, so he got. So do we think he just got out of shape? He just lost all fitness. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like Ten days. All fitness is just gone. 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 Um, fitness, fitness, supercross fitness versus outdoor fitness are two completely different things. That's, those are not even the same realm. Oh, what it takes stop to do it. Stop it. They're, they're in the same realm, JT. It's in the same it's realm. It's really not. Okay. Just right. because you can do 20 laps or 20 minutes on a supercross track doesn't mean you can do 70-minute outdoor moto when it's you know 80 degrees. I'm telling you, it's not. I've done it. I did it for a long time. Completely different, Wagan. Completely different. Not in the same realm. Someone as said far as, as, far as the physical said, pull it takes on you, they are, they are very different, yes. Someone texted me last week and said, I feel like the review podcast was just too much JT and Mathis bickering. I don't know. Someone, and then I'm trying to remember group text this was. And then our guy Chase Stallis said, isn't that every week? And they said, no, more than usual. <sighs> so here we go. Wow. All right, there we go. <laughs> um, let's move on to Roxon. Um, yeah, good first moto. Uh, looked like he wanted some in that first moto. Like, I got this. Like, I want some. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, ended up all right finish. And then, uh, yeah, second moto, uh, that was surprising. That's not the Kenny we're used to seeing. It was a bit of a shock to the system to see the 94 struggle. Wait, what? Well, just that bad. Just It's just weird to see. It's weird. I, I don't understand these standards that you're setting up. Rox is barely been on a bike. Good. He exactly. So why is this a shock? I was worried that he's even going to be able to race at all, and now we're like, man, it's shocking no, that he dropped no, back. No, no, no. You're, you're misunderstanding me. It's not shock. It's shocking to the system in a general sense to see Kenny Roxon go backwards. You're like, oh shit! Like you got to remember, like, oh, he's hurt. You know what I mean? Like, look at the '94. Okay. Like, wow! Okay. Like, it's just a weird thing to see. But okay, yes. I will calm down. Yeah. Yes, okay. But, I thought I'm like his. His he can he can barely even ride at all. No, I'm like, no, no. If he just yeah. takes the checkered flag, he's accomplished something. Okay, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we knew this would happen. Um, yeah. I don't know if we thought it would be this bad or not or whatever it is, but um, it's gonna be the real test for Kenny is it's probably not gonna go much better in Glen Helen. 
and he has to just stay patient. Trust the process, as a Philadelphia 76ers have been saying. Just trust the process because it's got to be biting them, Adam Weege, to, to you know, kind of know what you need to do but not be able to. Yeah, and most of the riders don't go out of their way to express confidence and they don't get cocky or talk any trash. But we know that if anyone does, it, it's Kenny. He doesn't doubt himself. But he put it out there on Thursday in front of the media basically saying, like, I- I'm, I'm not even talking about win- being a champion or winning a championship again. That's not even yeah. part of this. He's like, I'm just trying to ride. So if you hear that from him, yeah. one of the more confident guys, going into the Supercross this year, you didn't hear a lot of that. No, like, no. He, he made it sound like he was going to be ready. You're not hearing that right now. Um, so uh, my concern now is, and I talked to Keo after the race, and our guy Ann Harris will even interviewed Roxon, and Roxon said he was smiling the whole day just to be racing again, so he's okay. But, I mean, my concern is that is one of these Sunday or Monday mornings is he going to wake up and he's like, dude, I'm just making this worse. I can't. The, the, we're, we're trying to figure out how much he's going to build and improve each week. But I'm partially worried that he's not actually going to. Like, is he going to be doing more harm than good? So that's my concern. Hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he doesn't actually get worse. I would assume. this is uh, extreme physical therapy right now. Yeah, I would assume the doctors, somebody smart, has been like, yeah, you're not going to hurt it anymore. You're good. Just get strength back, you know, get flexibility back, and, and, and you're good, even though it's not in the Yeah. Same. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean re-injure it. Oh. But as opposed to like, as opposed to like, you know, when you when you first start with say physical therapy, they're like, okay, you're gonna do five reps of five dumbbells, not the thirty plus two moto on the roughest track you can possibly find, which is the equivalent of like grab fifty pounders and just start wailing on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like it's gonna slow your progress as opposed to extended. So I hope he stays in it. It's really cool having him at the races, and you really saw in that first moto, you're like, damn. Yeah. You you watch him ride, and he's being so careful, so careful to miss holes, to not hit anything hard. And despite that, he's still like what maybe fifth fastest guy. Yeah, he. I mean, he wanted some early in that first moto. It was like his instincts took over. Yeah, he, he made a couple moves, you know, like. But um, I mean, JT, he to just be ha- to hold to be able to to be able to hold bag it off that last lap was really impressive. He just has to stay patient. That's it. He has to stay patient. And, and 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 not be frustrated, you know. It's well, just, and I think he did a great job of that. He's got to, yeah. You're right. You know, he has to take his pride and expectation and just huck that all out the window, and take things as they come to him, and know that you know if he if he is patient, that he will get there. You know, he has the talent, he has the bike, he has everything that it takes to get back up there. He just has to he has to wait on it. It's going to be a minute. I mean, these guys are. They're prepared and strong, and they're they're blasting through the rough stuff. Where, like Weech said, he's kind of going around it at times. Um, but that's that's all going to fix itself as long as he doesn't have a setback, he doesn't have a big crash, or do something to re-injure it. Which is that's the tough part. He's got to stay out of trouble. He can't crash in the first turn. He can't do anything well, to re-injure it. The downhill, the hills this weekend coming down, that should be fine. On a hand, <laughs> like on a sore hand, and stuff. That that should be shouldn't be a problem. Um, yeah, it was good to see him though. It was good um, to see him back out there, and yeah, hopefully he just gets better slowly. Gets better. Uh, Blake Baggett, like we talked about, not a good Hangtown. Second moto was a nice little bit of a charge, but uh, not where he wanted to be for sure. Especially as a guy who back in the PC days just killed it at Hangtown. But uh, yeah, he's got to be a little frustrated. 
Pike was solid. Hey, you know what's interesting about Bagot, by the way? Hmm. This is, I, I was impressed with this. So we did interview him on TV, and he like cracked a smile, and he said, hey, I got 9-6 in the motos last year, so I actually did better this year. And last year, by round three, I had the red plate. So he was all silver lining and mentioning his specific moto scores this year compared to last year. Then probably about seven minutes later, I'm walking across the track to get to the press conference, and he's out there. And Langston's like, how do you feel? And he's like, not good. <laughs> I'm like, but you did better than last year. What did you get last year? He's like, I don't remember. And I'm like, what's wrong with the bike? He's like, just comfort. So I was amazed to know that TV interview, like that was him putting it on for 30 seconds to right. try to sound halfway decent. Right. Like it wasn't the real way he felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got to be a little bit bummed for sure after that ride, but uh... – you know, yeah. um, Pike rode well. Pike was solid all day, steady. Uh, didn't get great starts, I don't think. I thought Phil was him in the fr- in the in the second moto. I tweeted Pike got the whole shot, just flow yellow gear or something. I don't know what what got, well, what got and to me. But. You and Tim Cotter and Rob Bidas and everybody was announcing that Pike was leading for uh, about half a lap or so. And yep. I'm just I'm just face palm the whole time. I'm just face palm. Yep, yep. Well, <laughs> the announcers towers was far away though too. It wasn't we weren't as close as you. I guarantee it. Um, I was on, I was on over by the fly rollers. Like, how far away do you want me to be? I don't know. You were closer than us, though, to see him in the first section. Yeah, so, I guess I guess I know uh, the gear too well, and that gear just, was not Western Pike's gear. You're so. superhuman. Everything you've said is going to happen, and you got great great eyes. No, I just can tell the difference between Nicoletti and Pike. I guess. Okay. Um, Bloss rode well, coming from the back. Rode very well. First moto fell right away. Came around the first lap in, in uh, 30th place, and uh, Benji Bloss came up, uh, I think got 11th uh, or 10th in the first moto, and then second moto, like we talked about, caught Anderson as well. So it's a good start for Bloss uh, early on, and Christian Craig, whole shot and led a lap in the first moto, which wasn't that surprising, I don't think, for anybody. And then uh, he fell, and in second moto, he uh, he went 8-8 on the day for, for Craig. So both of those guys, I think that's a good start, Wygant, for both of those guys. Bloss, I'm I'm almost on the verge now of resetting where I think his ceiling is, man. We had mentioned it some of the later Supercross races where he was really looking fast and like, wait, he's figuring this out. And every time I saw him on Saturday, actually even Thursday, press day, and then practice, the motos, he looked good. He looked much better than I've ever seen him ride before. And then that, that final moto result where he apparently passed the Supercross champ. I didn't know that. But he did it, uh, says the results. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed. Yep, it was a it was a good start, uh, and I think Chris, I think that's where we thought Craig would be, between five and ten. He was eight. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And as always with Craig, man, start dependent. Like when he gets to start, he's like, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna try to beat these dudes. I'm gonna try to lead as long as I can. Like he goes for it. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, JT Bradley Taff was good on a Husky Privateer. Yeah, he was kind of the the best of the rest. You know, there was that group of uh, guys on factory bikes, and then there was, you know, that second-tier guys of Dylan Merriam and Taft and... uh, Cody Cooper, Chiz. Masterpool and Cody Cooper and Chiz and all those guys, and he seemed like he was leading that charge of those guys. So for a last-minute effort, uh, privateer deal, yeah, good for him, man. Good ride, absolutely. He was on the Cycle Trader team, and there's lots of talk about what happened there. And, like, I ask people, and I'm like, hey, what happened with Taft and the Cycle Trader team? And it's, like, shrouded in mystery. 
And the whole time I'm just like, yeah, nobody really cares. Like, I've been in the pits for 30 years now, 25 years. Like, sometimes teams and riders don't get along. They don't mix. And the rider tells the team to F off or the team tells the rider to F off. Like, I don't understand this deal a little bit. I'm just like, okay, cool. I don't know what happened, but right on. Good for Taft and good for Cycle Trader, right? I mean, either you guys kind of know what, what the deal is. Yeah, I do follow you on that because, like, there he is doing well. And I'm like, um, what hasn't been addressed is why is he even on this privateer Husky? Where, what, what's the deal? You know, not right, right, any sort of right. – not even like a PR lie spin explanation, uh, mutually parted, but nothing. Was there any explanation at all? No, no. I'm just, no. just like, okay. So I've done some yeah. – I, I did some digging and I heard different theories and different things, but nothing that I know to be true and nothing that is really that big of a deal. Like, whatever. You know? Yeah, I've I've obviously heard some reasons as well, but yeah, I know what you're saying. In the end, Bradley Taft, yeah, cycle trader Rock River, um, this is not going to make the internet explode. It's no, okay. no, yeah, we're, it's we're okay. We're fine with this. A lot of riders and teams can't see eye to eye, and, and you can you can just like I said, put some PR that just says oh, we mutually <laughs> decided. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cody Cooper was there. Good to see Cody Cooper there. Didn't get as tired yeah. JT either as he did last year. Yeah, he didn't pull off last year, or whatever happened to him last year. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was solid. You know, there was a like we were talking about with Taft. There was a group of those guys back there, and they seemed like they battled for seventy minutes on Saturday uh, amongst themselves. Um, and yeah, he was strong. He was strong the whole time. He, you know, I was where I was wondering if he would get rocks in, and he did. And then obviously a few more guys got rocks in as well. Uh, but good, good race for him. You know, they come over and they really are kind of coming out of nowhere as far as what Americans are expecting. Um, but he got right in the mix and done. he did what he's done the last few years, which is the top 15. Uh, Jake Masterpool was probably the surprise of the day, Wygant. Yeah, I was surprised because I didn't know he was going to even be racing as a pro. <laughs> right. as a pro debut. Right. So that was surprising to me. And the last time I had seen him, he was riding Suzuki's. So he's on a Yamaha. So that was a surprise, too. Um, yeah, and the riding was uh, good. You know, he was kind of hovering a similar position all day, which is you don't always see that from guys making their debut. So um, that's cool. He's like one of the nicest guys ever. Mm-hmm. They call him the mayor because he's like a politician, just shaking hands, kissing babies, solving everybody's problems. He's there to help. Right. That's what that guy's like. So I hope he does well because he's got a tremendous personality, good personality on him. Uh, JT, were you by the uh, Rocky Mountain truck when Nicoletti went by to talk to Bloss? I was not, no. I, oh, okay. I was only at the – Truck after the race. That was it. the only time you're in bed. Phil was angry with Bloss. Bloss jumped into him, hit his ha- hand and arm and everything. He's going to go have a Yeah, I watched him. it. I watched it on the television screen. And I mean, I, I could understand Phil being mad, but I didn't really think Benny did anything over the top. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of a racing incident to me. And, and that can come off as biased or whatever, but I'm trying to be as objective as I can. Um, it didn't look anything too crazy or certainly not intentional. Bill Hole shot, though. Nice job. Yeah. Well, depends on who you're asking, but yes. Yeah, did. officially he hole shot. <laughs> yeah. um, good for him. Uh, 9 9 on the day for Philip. Um, that doesn't help because we Steve, by the way, everyone was over there politicianing immediately before the motos even began. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take to get Phil more races? Yeah. J Bone. Yeah. I think at this point you're making it worse. I think. <laughs> I think they might want to get rid of Phil just so that you can stop asking them about Phil. <laughs> it's probably true, and then Jabo needs to be stopped being so honest. Jabo, did Jabo tell you like a, like a month ago, like stop talking about Phil? 
He said everybody wants to talk about Phil. Why does everybody want to talk about Phil? That's what he said. Not not me, but yeah, everybody. So, so he Steve is trying to pin J Bone down. He's trying to like like a lawyer, like try to give him a number of results that he can then you know set that up as like precedent. Like no, J Bone, you said so. You said what? A couple top tens? Nope. Got to be better than that. Yep. And he went nine nine. So and then as I soon said, as I saw that. I said, what if he wins one? And he J Bone paused and went, yeah. Yeah, that'd do it. <laughs> I said points lead. If he's in the points lead, yeah. are we good? Yeah. So that's all but he needs to do. J-Bone said top ten is not enough. No, no, And no. then I looked at the results, and I'm like, that's right where he is. Yeah. JT, do you think a third bike will be underneath the tent? I think if he's consistently going 9-9 nine, nine, or rides like that, getting hole shots, running near the front, putting in solid finishes, I don't know the budget. I don't have any idea of what they're working with. But, man, you've got to think that that's worthy of a spot. It didn't seem like it. He said he had to win. Well, yeah, and, and I don't know. I, that's beyond, I don't know anything about what their you know, money – budgets rule everything, right? But so results-wise, 9-9 nine, nine is good enough to have a spot. That, to, to me, that's my personal feeling. Do you think Phil wins one and gets a ride guaranteed? Uh, no. Okay. All right, just check <laughs> Um, all right, uh, what else? Um, Dylan Merriam, good job for him. I don't know who Dare D. Martel is, but good job for him. I know he was on my fantasy team. His name is cool. Dare, which is awesome. Yep. Good job for that. Um, he's a local guy. He's a local, uh, local Northern California rider, races a lot of yep. off-road events. Um, so that's all. He's got all of my information now. <laughs> that's it. You're out. You're out of information. Um, One of the dirt diggers was telling me on Thursday, like, keep an eye out for this guy. I guess he's ridden there before. It was the first pro national for him at Hangtown, but they're like, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. And they were pointing him out on press day. So I guess they were right. Uh, good job for him. Yeah, got points both motos. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Toshiki Tomita will be with Honda all year. I didn't know this, but he'll be with the team all year. Um, they were they, they want to groom him to be the next Narita, but it sounds like Narita's not ever going to quit racing. Narita's 38 years old. Did you guys know that? Yeah. He's 38. He in Japan last year. Yeah. And uh, so he's supposed to be the new Tomi- to, no, the, the new Narita, but he won't stop. So Tomita keeps racing here. So um, This is the same Akira Narita that was battling Travis Pastrana for Moto Wins, right? Yes. Yes. Still going. Yeah. Still going. Um, Stank Dog was there. on. He's on a 250 now, two-stroke. Stank has graduated. And it's probably not a bad idea. He had so many bike issues. He had to go to the uh, LCQ to uh, to get in. But good job, Stank Dog. Uh, hey, it sounds like Bowers might be coming back for JG. JG might be out a while, I hear. So he got his he got his leg opened up again on yeah. Thursday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. So as soon as Bowers' leg heals up, it sounds like he's going to be the second guy beside Tomac. Keep an eye on that. Wait, is Bowers coming back for JG, or is he coming back for JB, Justin Barsha? No, yeah, both. I think both, yeah. <laughs> He's coming back yeah. for one reason. Yeah. He's gonna keep, right. Take him out and practice and be like, okay, park the bike, I'm done. It's like a Terminator movie. He's back for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> yes. It's like when, when Steven Seagal's family gets wiped out and he's in a hospital with a coma, you know, and he wakes up and he's only, the only thing he wants to do is kill the guy who killed his family. That's Bowers. Yeah. Barsha! <laughs> <laughs> it's got a pony and everything out the back. Um, all right. Anything else 450-wise? We're on to Glen Helen. 
We're on to Glen Helen. All right. Uh, listen to this commercial uh, with Race Tech. We appreciate the Race Tech guys for coming on board. And uh, the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars. We'll be right back after this to talk some 250s, the word of the day. Maybe we'll squeeze the 125 uh, uh, race talk in there. And uh, we'll be right back after this. Race Tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpum X18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Racetech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Racetech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, Racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Never we're back. Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Uh, flyracing.com, everybody. Please go check them out. The official gear of Zach Osborne, who won again at Hangtown in the 250s. Uh, also presented by Alpine Stars and Max's Tires as well. MXST Tire coming out soon. Uh, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath and Alpine Stars. I saw a name brand rider with another, who wore another brand of gear peeling off his Alpine Star uh, chest protector that went underneath his jersey. The A4 chest protector. He was not sponsored by Alpine Stars, but that's the chest protector he chose for Hangtown. Chilling underneath his jersey where no one can see it except for me. Um, so anyways, uh, let's talk 250s now. And I guess, JT, to start with you, I would put Tomac's 1-1 ride ahead of Zach Osborne's 1-1 ride, but not by much. Uh, Osborne, for as dominant as Tomac was, Osborne was nearly that much. He had to pass his main competitors in both motos. Uh, J-Mark kept him in sight, kept him honest, but uh, it really was an awesome performance by, by Zacho. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure that I would go with more impressive or not because I, I think there were more guys that could have won this race or more guys that, that we were like, yeah, they, if, if this guy won, you know, if Stavacci won or Plessinger won or – Amart won or Jmart won or on and on, you wouldn't have been shocked, right? Where I think most people expected the 450 win to be one of two guys. I think that was the overall perception. Where the 250, we had a feeling it would be Jmart or Osborne, but we've seen Savachi dominate here. You know, we've seen some some erratic results, and you kind of expect that from the 250 class anyway. I can tell you what I didn't expect was for Zacho to put it to those guys like that. I thought maybe he wins, maybe he splits moto wins, and maybe he gets the overall, maybe he doesn't. But, and I even, I told him this uh, last night. I said, I, that was impressive. I did not see that coming. And I saw him at the airport again this morning. I just, I didn't think that was coming. I thought the other guys would be really close and it would be a dogfight. But man, he, he really asserted himself as the guy to beat. J-Mark kept him honest in the second moto. It was he, a, did. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. did. I just um, didn't. I didn't think he would be able to come through the pack from fourth to first fairly easily the way he did in the first moto. 
and really, I mean, Jamar kept him honest that no one really challenged him, which I, I thought there would at least be some, some battling going on, which there kind of wasn't. He was so good at, he's so good at, like, manualing stuff. Like, keeping his rear wheel planted, lifting his front end up, setting it down somewhere uh, to either jump a braking bump or to get over a braking bump or whatever, and just stay on the ground while he's on the gas. He's so good yeah. at that. Man. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yep. A question. So we have two training tandems going on there, going head-to-head. We have the Muscan osborne duo in Florida, and then we have the J-Mart-Tomac duo in Colorado. Which was the more impressive tandem leaving the weekend? It's a tie. I think it's a tie. It's hard to, hard to answer, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I brought that up with, uh, with J-Mart after the race. Yeah, sounds like a good future I, I headline. I agree with you. I think it's a tie too, but it's something. It's it's kind of the race within the race going on all summer. It's um, be fun to watch. Weege. So I asked Jmart, like, "Hey, are you are you pissed because Osborne passed you both motos uh, to win, and he's the main guy, or are you okay with this because you kept him close and it's the first race and whatever?" And you know, I kind of got the political correct answer that you know he's better off than he was last year when his bike broke. Uh, and uh, he went thirty-five-three or something last year. So I kind of got the politically correct answer. But what do you, what do you really think, Wygant? How should he feel? Should he be pissed or, hey, it's two out of twenty-four, and the guy was right in front of me? I think the two out of twenty-four, and knowing how bad luck has such a, a play in this, where it's not, you can't just guarantee this result is going to be the same going forward. I think that's the only thing that prevents the top from totally coming off. Because I would think if I were him. I, I, I kind of think from hearing some things from both camps that they kind of know they're the guy they've got to beat, and this was not the typical, ah, it's just the opener, I just want to see where I fit in. I think both dudes wanted to prove to themselves that they were the better guy, I think, and J-Mark didn't quite do that. So I think he'd probably be pretty bummed, and the only thing that prevents him from being completely bummed is that, yeah, it is still the opener and anything can happen, but I think he wanted to beat him, not – yeah, not like most guys at openers where they're like, I'm just going to take my points and move on. I think he wanted to win. Yeah, yeah, be a great battle between them all summer, both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, Osborne does this thing, man. He waits like two laps in every moto. He doesn't go all crazy in the first couple laps. Maybe lap three, he starts going for it and he starts doing some crazy stuff. And I'd well, be like, man, if I got passed by that, I'd be like, man, that's. This dude really hangs it out, but just, he does not crash. He's just slamming into that wall, you know, and just floating yeah. over it like you're. Yep. But I mean, we just because he's 32 years old, according to you, you just keep exaggerating his age. <laughs> of course, according, according, according to his website. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Euro bosses apparently forget that in the United States we put um, yep. date before month, not month before date. Yep. So um, I got his birthday wrong. Yeah, I, I, you know, we we did our pre our preview podcast, and I put Osborne slightly ahead of Martin for the title, but not by much. And I haven't changed after that ride, you know, like like you said, JT Martin will get his and, and at some point, and they're gonna, it's going to be great. But they were they were pretty close. Uh, but Osborne gets the edge by passing Jamar both motos. So, um, I thought it was a pretty strong statement. I mean, forget about the six points, like. Six points to six points, that matters, no doubt. Uh, but I thought it was a pretty big statement to, you know, because both of them are like, hey, this is, I got to come out and 
show these guys what's up. I, a one-one's a pretty big deal, especially when you have to pass the guy. Uh, and, and I do agree. I think Jeremy Martin will win plenty of motos this summer. But it was just a really impressive day when I thought there could be some some variance. I just thought guys would be all over the place. And if Zach went, you know, one three or something, I wouldn't have completely shocked me. I just thought it was a little bit more than I was expecting. I thought last year's win was better though. Osborne really dominated last year. Am I not? Or, yeah, but Jamar's no? bike broke as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think everybody else was better this year, um, and that's why he didn't yeah. win. Yeah, he dominated last year, but I think everybody else was a little better, uh, and that made the gap closer. He was just as good, if not better, himself. Um, Aaron Plessinger, first moto, very good. Coming up from the back, got third, uh, rode well. Second moto, he's leading laps. And he drops back to like fifth, I think, at one point, maybe sixth, and then and then puts on the afterburners, catches Amart a little bit before late in the race, settling for fourth, third overall. But this is the stuff of Aaron Pleasanger that I've been talking about, where you're just you're like you got the lead, you know, you you got it, you got to stay there, and and then he made some mistakes, and he's like, oh shit, okay. Found some lines, and then he was shredding again. Why again? It's the it's the Aaron Plessinger mystery wrapped in a riddle. Yeah, I think um, people point to his starts a lot as he's inconsistent with his starts, um, and they have been. But it's not just that. It's not just the starts. It's inconsistent overall. And he admitted that himself. He said it's not just the starts. I got to be more consistent everywhere. Yeah, and it's true. We talk over and over about how he nails a section here and there, but he doesn't do it all the time. I also think he was not able to figure out how to make passes on the track as easily as Osborne and Jmart were. Like he was stuck behind Sexton forever in the second moto. And he was stuck behind someone else in the first moto. Was it Cooper? Maybe it was his teammate. Yeah, it could have been Cooper. Or maybe it was uh, Forkner. No, I think it was Forkner. He could not get around him. And I think the track was hard to pass on. Everybody said that. And they also said that about every track. But you could tell when Osborne and Jamar had to make passes, they knew exactly how to make it happen. And he couldn't figure that formula out uh, quite the same. So that's going to be a problem. It's yeah. going to be a problem. Yep. But still, third overall. For all of that, third overall. Good start. For Aaron, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's just a difference to me in the 250 guys. I think he and the other two, Osborne and Martin, all wanted to win and wanted to establish themselves. Um, I don't think Marvin getting second is bummed out one bit. He'll take that. I think all three of those guys all are wanted to win Hangtown. I think the 250s were a little different. So yeah. podium's good, but he's probably like, man, I wanted to show them. What did you think Justin Cooper was going to win, JT? I didn't, only because. Uh, Jay Martin and Osborne were kind of back there. They were in the mix, and I just the race is too long. I just didn't think he, you know, it's it's funny racing those those long of a motos. You you racing for seemingly forever, and then you get the you get the halfway flag, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of racing left, and you could kind of see him run into a little bit of a wall there, where he did this you know heroic you know 12 to 18 minute sprint. And that would be good enough to win most races he's ever been in. But then the last 10 or 15, you could just tell it was it was a little bit more. You know, he was kind of in the deep end of the pool, which he'll learn it and he'll get in better shape and he'll get stronger. And when he does, he's going to be he's going to be a real threat. Uh, but you could just kind of see him run into that that wall where he was sprinting for so long that you kind of couldn't sprint anymore. Alex Martin, anyone want to take this? 
Uh, that was Troll Train. That's your guy. That was really good. It was really good. I mean, he's right there. Second moto. I mean, he wasn't even too far behind the other two. He was not far behind. He was not. He, he was he not. Kept seeing that orange fender lurking. He did. And you guys just consistently write him off. And you know who he was is. behind, though, was uh, Aaron Plessinger in the overall. We had a problem with arm pump. We always do in the first moto. Didn't get a great start. But uh, okay. he was good. He was good. Landed on the yeah, box. He was good. Um, he Alex, was right behind Aaron. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, Savachi. Another puzzling race, right? I mean, okay, gets a bad start in the second moto. You're like, okay, that, that happens. Forkner was back there too. But all he could really do was get up to like 10th. You know, it was just a, just a little odd. That all. That's all. Uh, first moto, he was right in the mix, but kind of finished a little ways back. Um, yeah, I don't. It's a puzzling race for Savachi Wygant. Yeah, uh, puzzling, but as you're, I think, insinuating here, too similar to the puzzling races we've seen. He's just been. There just hasn't been any flash from him this year. And I've said over and over, the thing I respect about Savace is he wins a lot of races. He has seven career national wins. That actually was more than Osborne, I think, before the day started. Mm-hmm. You know, he's won a yeah. lot. Yeah. And he won one Supercross. And I don't know, he just has – it's like he's just been a hair underwhelming so far all year. And it makes me wonder if something's, something's up that we're not hearing about or an injury or something. Yep. Um, March Banks was good, made his rookie debut, fell in the first moto, I think, uh, while he was up there. Second moto, stayed strong. Garrett March Banks. Yeah, he told me he would be bad in the first moto and good in the second moto. He just knew the first moto. This is, I think, maybe even Friday. He told me well before the race that yeah. he would be nervous in the first moto and suck, and second moto would be better. And then I'm like, there it is. Yeah, he was. he's a big dude. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, rode pretty well though for a rookie for for his rookie race. Mm-hmm. Um, JT, what else caught your eye? Uh, I thought the the rookies had pretty good days. Wilkes was was good. You know, he didn't run up front or anything, but I right. think he was really solid. March Banks was really good. That was impressive. You know, it, it's such a hard thing to live up to because we've seen rookies come in and win this race, right? You know, Barsha was leading this race. Tomac won this race. Jeff Grant leading this race. Go down the line of, of incredible performances to start people's career at this track. But I thought they were solid. I thought they rode really well, and I thought it was a really good jumping-off point for the season to build from. Uh, because you have, you have to realize how much they're learning as the day is going, too. You know, they've never raced that many good guys at one time and that long of a race and on and on and on. Um, uh, but I think I think the future is bright for those guys. What did you think of Jordan Bailey? Uh, you know, he was the third of those guys. Yep. Um, a lot of hype with him over the last couple of years. Uh, I didn't have huge ex- expectations for him coming into this weekend. Uh, I think he probably learned a lot about what it's going to take to run up front, and we'll we'll just have to see what he does with it. You know, it's. You, I think all these amateur kids all kind of think it's going to be somewhat easy because they're used to running at the front all the time, and then they, they get out there and realize, man, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of guys that all ran at the front as an amateur, and then they're now running at the front as a pro. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a sink or swim for a lot of these guys because if you struggle too bad, you're not going to have a spot next year. And, and you know, you, then you look at Marchbanks, who is running top 10, so the bar's kind of been set. 
Justin Cooper, you know, it's basically his, you know, probably maybe fourth or fifth national, whatever it is. Uh, he was winning the race for a while. So there's a pretty steep curve They're, these kids are going to have to live up to to consider it a success. Um, yeah, Lopes was good, Weege. Lopes was solid. Yeah, I think he was because as an amateur – his results-wise, wasn't really on the level of some of these other guys. Doesn't have a huge handful of titles. I think I said this before, but everybody's told me he's known more for his endurance than his sprints, which doesn't help on the amateur side, so they're thinking he could be better than expected here. Um, But I do, and the same story as Phil, you know, technically he's said to only be the fill-in for Jimmy D, who I think is actually going to be back pretty soon. Yep. But I... I would put better odds on a third bike for Lopes than a third bike for Phil. The JGR guys, they don't have a lot of a lot of excitement for Hills Outdoor Results, Weege. No. Oh, well, the press release came out last week. Uh, Hill will use the the quote was Hill will use the outdoors to prepare for a four fifteen supercross next year. <laughs> Uh, so we enjoyed that. We texted it all to each other. Yeah. We even sent it to our buddy Johnny Knowles. Yeah. Scott Goggles, the sponsor of the team. Yep. Uh, hey Johnny, this is what you're paying for? This is what and uh then we then we razzed J Bone about it. And as usual, yeah. too honest. He's, He's too like, honest. Well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. I just I don't understand this sport when it comes to things like that. Like I just don't get it. Like the team is like, oh, oh, oh whatever. You know, it's like the checks come every week, right? The the checks are signed, they they, they pay them. I don't know. I, I, it, it's amazing to me. But what recourse do they have? What do you want them to do? No, but like they—they they don't even—they know it's going to be a write-off. Like they're not mad. Nobody's mad. They're like, yeah, cool, whatever. You know. Well, I think everyone who is a, a bit skeptical, or I would even say, just kind of tuned in the situation, we all kind of know his focus is on 450 for next next. Supercross season, right? Or that's that's my perception, anyway. I uh, just, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Yeah, that's fine. Then just we're not going to pay you for the outdoors. We'll see in Supercross. I just, this is all acceptable to the team, like, and that's fine. Whatever they run their own program. I just, it, sh- it makes me just shake my head. I'm just like, you know, I mean, hey, we're going to go out testing with you. We're going to, what are you doing for training? What do you want to be your bike to do? Hey, we're going to work on this, you know. And instead, it's like, ah, yeah, just get ready for the Supercross. I spent a lot of the weekend, and we can get longer into this, but, you know, helping the new pit reporter kind of just learn how things work in general. You know, you can look at results and you can watch races on TV, but the general philosophy is how the sport works. The only way to get that is by hanging out in the pits. So I said to her, I said, one of the main things you have to understand is that even though the riders are employees of the teams, they run the show. Teams don't scream at riders when they struggle. It's not like NFL coaches where they're going to be on them, burning them. The rider can pretty much do what he wants. I said, Mike, Roxon has barely raced. I'm sure Honda is not calling him all the time saying, get out there, we're paying you. If he doesn't want to race, he's not going to race. Maybe he's starting to feel a little pressure, but I guarantee you Kehoe's not chewing him out. Yeah, no, not in Kenny's case, no. Not in Kenny's case. And then we went and we talked to Bruce at the Kawasaki, and he yeah. explained that too. He's like, yep, we paid them, but they run the show. <laughs> it's just how it works. It's just... Uh, this is what you're saying. This is just how it works. Yeah, Teams I, don't yell at riders. My whole thing is I don't know if Justin Hill's earned that right. I see. That's that's all. I, He's podium okay. nationals before. I mean, the guy can ride outdoor nationals. We've seen it. He's. I he, think that's the part that puzzles me the most. 
Last year, I didn't. Ex- he was not good last year, and I was not thinking that he would be that bad. Like he's been okay in the past. So what's the deal now? Like, did he getting that Supercross title? That just end it? Is it just over? Any chance? That Tampa, that Tampa Supercross ride this year. Yeah, I think that, that's that it. was that was all he, all we needed. That was his golden ticket. Because all he's got to do is say, "Guys, I want you to watch this tape." And they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, you're good. Imagine if you were like, uh, imagine if you were like a car mechanic, and there was a car that came in, and it had a knock in the motor, and no one could figure it out, and you found the knock, the part you replaced it, customer you know paid you a ton of money because you're the only one to fix his motor, and then you literally never came to work again, and you just kept getting paid. You're just like, ah, I, f- I found that knock. I found that knock. I'm good. I, I, would, I don't need to work anymore. I'm good. So in the real world. Well, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I just think, I think the pressure will be on next year on this 450 to make good on what he, sh- he showed this year. Well, yeah, got- you're, you're cutting that analogy off. Okay, so- the hope is that some rich guy next year is going to come in with like a 79 rolls collector's item. And there is no mechanic in the world that can fix that knock. And that's when we need to break the glass in case of emergency and bring out this super mechanic at the highest level when it really counts and we really need him. He can do magic like no one else. And then they call Justin Hill back to the shop and say, hey, we didn't need you for the last six months. Yeah. But this collector's car that's coming in here, this is what we need. You missed the this part is- where it's like, we know we paid you for the last six months. Yeah, so Anaheim won in a 450. We're going to use you then. Right. Uh, All right, Forkner hurt his back, I guess. Bummer for him. Uh, Looked all right in the first moto, considering his first race back in a while. Um, So that's got to be a tough blow for him to to score zero points, of course. It might have been a rib. A rib? Okay. Um, Like he was complaining of pain in his back, but I think it was a rib maybe that uh, caused pain. uh, RJ Hampshire, JT, I would say was okay. Jordan Smith was okay. Yeah, I, they were all right. I thought RJ did pretty well because he hasn't been riding very long, so I look for him to get better and better. Um, what else? Uh, Hayden Melross as a cycle trader rider. I guess he flew into a wire. Did any of you guys see this? This whole yeah. Red Bull yeah, structure? Yeah, a wire and uh, dislocated shoulder, I think. Oh, my God. Flew off the track. Hit this wire. Dislocated his shoulder. Welcome to the outdoors. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mitchell Harrison, too, right? Shoulder in practice? Uh, I don't oh, know. I know Did he even ride? Oh, I, I assumed he rode. I, I never, never s- saw him. Okay. Well, remember? do you remember I texted you, you guys, uh, like a week ago saying I heard he broke his arm? Well, I saw him at the Thursday autograph signing. He definitely didn't have a broken arm. But then I never saw him on, the, on a motorcycle all weekend. So All right. I still think something is up there. Okay. I didn't either. I never saw him ride. All right. I assumed he did it in practice because it was early in the day. But I should. I, I never saw him ride at all. I watched every lap of every practice. Um, I was tracked by literally all day, and I never saw him. Okay. Uh, what else? Two fifty wise. Is that it? Did anybody watch the one twenty five race? Yes, I did. Watched the whole thing. Okay. RV told me a few things in the morning. One, everyone has 150 cc's. That's what he told me, except for him. That's probably he, true. He yep. told me that uh, he's fast, and he told me that everyone is there to watch him. <laughs> uh, 
I would say those three things are probably all true. He oh, was okay. Fast. All right. Uh, Tahera was a little faster, not a lot, but a little bit. Did did RV but, get passed? Did RV was leading and he got passed or no? He got he yeah he got passed. Okay. Uh, the kid that Aiden Tahera kid was faster than him, mm-hmm. and he deserved to win. RV wasn't going to beat him without. Aiden crashing. So, yep. yeah, the, the results were basically how they should have been. You know, they both passed Will. Will hole-shotted. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was it was impressive. I thought RV rode really well. You know, I've seen him ride in the last couple of years since he retired, and, and at times I was like, man, he, he really lost the edge a little bit. But he, he looked like he was aggressive in riding. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, he's not as fast as he used to be, but you could still see that form and that style and the aggressiveness and all those things that made him so good. Right. That was still there. So that was cool to see. It was, you know, he's multiple seconds slower and out of shape and on and on and on, which you would expect, which he's earned. Uh, but I, it was cool to see the old RV out there at least, like, pressing the issue and riding, you know, riding the edge of traction and hitting all the outside lines like he used to do. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, someone was giving him the grief, and they said, okay, so your last – Three races, you looped out, you got beat by Stank Dog, and then now you get beat by this kid. Like, what is, go- what, what is going on here, RV? Like, you're on a terrible streak here. And, uh, you know, then, of course. Didn't qualify for the main event at X Games. Uh, then it just went into, yeah, then it just went into this, you know, a lot of, lots of four-letter words from there. But, um, no, it's good to see him. I up. give him yeah. credit, though. I give him credit for being willing to go out there. Yeah. For sure, absolutely. I think, yeah. I think it's cool because I, I, I can't imagine the, the pride, you know, side that has to be there on some level to get beaten by an amateur kid. That he, yeah. that kid's going to be really good, but still, man, like you're one of the best riders ever to ever do it. Period. Yeah. And to go out there, pat way past your prime, out of shape, and go out there and get beaten by an amateur. To be able to just swallow that and smile and still have a great time—that's that's pretty cool. I, I really admire that. You no, know, it's a totally different RV. Yeah, nobody would have thought that. Yeah, he deserves credit for that for sure. He doesn't. I, you know what? He doesn't care. Does not care. So no, it's awesome. Yep. yep. I, I I give him a lot of credit right. for being able to swallow his pride and be yep. like, hey, this isn't. I, you know, I did everything there was to do. You know, I I don't have any. I don't owe anybody anything. If yep. you want to insult me or think I'm not great, yeah, go go on YouTube and watch some old races. Yeah, Yamaha asked him about filling in for Webb. He got a call, and then he just said, I'm, well, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm out of shape. I, I no, no chance. From what I was told, that call came too late, or yeah. he would have done. Right. Um, how did number zero on the TM do? He got sixth. He said he crashed and uh, okay. came through the pack. No breaks. Perfect, perfect that Albertson was number zero on a, on TM. Just fits yeah. him perfectly. With a wig on. With a wig on, yeah. Um, ping, ping game that bike. How did Ping do? How did Ping do? Uh, I don't know. I saw I saw his Instagram post. I don't know what place he got, but he said he was the best place rider over 40 years old and the number one, first place firefighter. So. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Going off those parameters, the, re- the actual result yeah. must not have been pretty good. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I can tell you he probably beat Sean Palmer, who was really off the pace. Um, well, I was the number one Canadian journalist there, so over 40. Right, that's arguable. Right. Arguable. Um, Another Winnipeg journalist may have you be. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. So 125 thing was cool. This weekend they're doing it again, but it's not the 125 deal. It's just all two strokes. So KX500s and stuff up the hills. Um, 
What else? Glenn Helen doing something different? Yeah, shocking. Oh, shocking. Oh, wow. Imagine that. By the way, I wonder if uh, MX Sports is in for a battle this this week because I guess Glenn Helen has some jumps that are not making riders very happy. I got told a few times about it. I saw on social media about it. Uh, I guess the riders mentioned at the press conference also. So well, yes, there was a battle. There was a battle either underway or about to get underway. Yeah. Supposedly did even met with Corey today about that. So oh, I yeah? think that's already, yeah. already being addressed. Right. Because, uh, JT, as you said on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursday, the managers uh, had told uh, either MX Sports or Davey or the track, hey, can we lose that Fly 150 jump? You know? And so, yeah. and it was taken yeah, down. It, and, it, and I think the, there's a misconception from the, the promoters or the track builders or whoever. You know, they look at it and say, oh, these guys are the best riders ever. They can, they can jump this, no problem, which is it's true. That's not incorrect. It's the fact that these guys are dead tired, and it's 30 minutes into a moto, and they can't see the face of the jump because the shadow is coming over the mountain at Glen Helen. And there's so much risk for something to go wrong. That, that's the problem. It's not, oh, these guys can jump it. No big deal. They can. You're right. But when you put all of these other factors into it and they're, you know, they're thinking it about, you know, 50% of their mental capacity because they're, they're out of breath and, and fatigued and the bikes are, you know, uh, some of these guys' bikes are probably not doing all that well at the 30-plus minute mark anyway. There's just so many things that can go wrong. And when you build jumps like that, they can't back out of it. There's there's no room for error, and you know guys can get hurt really badly. So I'm happy to see the voice of reason, whether it's Davey or their team managers or whoever stepping in, because I don't think there's a lot to be gained by obstacles like that, but there's a hell of a lot that can be lost or hurt in the process. Well, the whoops were great. I thought the uphill whoops were fantastic. Super cool obstacle. Yeah, especially like last year, there weren't there were only a couple guys doing that jump anyway. Yeah, because the turn was so difficult that you know they couldn't really do it regardless. Yeah. So yeah, yeah let's do, let's put something in that's safe and going to add to the racing and yeah, no, it's great. It was a win for sure. Um, yeah. Week, anything else? Word of the week. Yeah, well, I, I was going to get to that. Yeah, but I should, uh, anything else about the race? Um, now it's back with GL. Always good times. Yeah, with GL. Um, I always enjoy that. It's good to be back with him. Uh, we had the new pit reporter. I already kind of mentioned that. Yep. Um, I thought she did great. I mean, so much info coming at her. Like I said, you can watch, you know, she watched Supercross this year, and she's followed it before, and she did straight rhythm, straight rhythm with us in the past. But, I mean, to understand it all, I get nervous for them. Like, you go down to the podium, and I'm like, she does know this is Justin Barsha, not Justin Brayton or something, right? Nope. She knew their name. She knew everything that happened in the race. She knew how things had worked coming into the season. Oh, it's kind of crazy to me. If you, if you sent me to the 24 hours of Sebring or some race like that, I'd be like, oh, my God, am I in for it? Yeah. But that's what these people do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I haven't yep. watched it yet. I watched, just saw highlights but online, but uh, I need to watch yep. the whole thing. Um, all right, so word of the day. We didn't do it last week. We forgot, and then we had kind of had a text message group, and the word was Dark Side's Pony, and you you pulled it off like it. It was, it was I don't know how you did it, but it was, as usual, a phenomenal job. I guarantee you no one knew what you were talking about. Yeah, and I was just hoping it sounded like a, wow, this guy comes up with some pretty crazy references as opposed to this guy's just making fun of TV by doing inside jokes with his friends. Uh, 
so it came to me. I'm like, wait, Barsha. We saw Barsha have both feet off the pegs going into a corner in mm-hmm. practice. Yeah. And and then go faster after it. And I'm like, that's going to be it. I need Barsha to make some sort of mistake, which will probably happen at some point, and he'll keep it wide open and go faster. And I'm going to say he's riding dark side pony. So you already had this so, all set up. Barsha was your guy and everything. Yes. So as I was alluding to you before we started recording this, when that moment starts to build and I'm watching Barsha like in a battle, I start to get so emotionally invested <laughs> in what's about to happen. It really starts to take away from the broadcast. I'm like, come on, Barsha. <laughs> feet off the pegs but wide open. Do it for me, baby. Do it. Do it. And then I'm like praying to God that he does it, and there happens I happen to be talking so I can say because you're not probably going to get it twice. Right. This is the effort that goes in on this. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Twitter blew yeah. up. My feed blew up. People loved it. So keep it up. Um, how'd you do in your Pulpamex fantasy, Wygant? Uh, killed it. Yeah, killed it. Okay. Yep. Uh, I didn't I – didn't, uh, I didn't – None of my picks were bad. Oh, imagine that. Uh, yeah, none of my picks were bad. All right, so word of the day for this week. What do you got, JT? You got anything? I was going to go hair of the dog. Okay. Uh, hair of the dog. Yeah. Right, Anderson? Can I, can I reference Anderson on that? Um, I had a few. A few different ones. Um, goblin shark. Uh, star-nosed mole. Uh, by the way, these are uh, – is this words of the day now? Well, I mean – Every single one, including Dark Side Pony, is more than one word. I know. I know. Um, okay, what about what about guttle? G-U-D-D-L-E. It is to fish with, one hands, with one's hands by groping under the stones or banks of a stream. <laughs> guttle. That's not called guttle. Guttle. It's Scottish. I thought that was noodling. I don't know, bro. What about Hinky? H-I-N-K-Y? It's a dishonest, suspect, or unreliable person. If I say Hinky, you know what that's going to sound like. (laughs) (laughs) What about... uh, uh, Hinky likes it rough. (laughs) Likes the tracks rough. What about... um, Illy Whacker. Illy Whacker, a small-time confidence trickster. You really – are you just going through a thesaurus or something? I'm going through here. I literally Googled weird words. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. Okay, I got one. I got one. Lollygag. You, sent, you texted over between the two of you. There were at least 28 suggestions on Thursday. Yeah, but you didn't like any of them because they were – I picked Dark Side Pony. I didn't even comment on the rest. I didn't know what you weren't responding, JT. Right? I I didn't know what. What about Goblin? I was shark? in some sort of meeting and I looked, and there were literally twenty eight missed texts, and it was just words from you two back and forth, just <laughs> over and over. What about Goblin? Goblin Shark. Goblin Shark. <laughs> Do those words even go together, or is that just two totally no, unrelated a, words? No, it's a real. Together? It's a real shark. What does it do? Well, it's a shark. So, uh, what do sharks do? Oh, it's a type of shark. Yeah. Can you do I eat ass? Is that is that at all? No. <laughs> Who did you ask this weekend? You you asked some rider if he would just put that on the swing arm sticker. Was it Barsha? Barsha. I, well, Barsha said, "Hey, I like those graphics," and I said, 
So you want to put an I eat ass swinger sticker on your swing arm? And he said, yeah. And he goes, I don't think they'd like it, though. Uh, no, JT, JT's word. I, I, I got it here. Uh, Darth Maul, I said, Gamorrean Beluga, guard. Beluga whale. Beluga whale, Tubbs and Crockett. JT said, I am Groot. <laughs> uh, uh, fr- I said, Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam. I mean. Tubbs and Crockett. Tubbs and Crockett. <laughs> I mean, I don't, know how, I don't really know how you're going to get that in there. You know, we don't. We don't have an African American racing anymore. You know, Magnum PI. That would have been a good one if, if Mookie or James were there, and you'll be like, "Look, they're like Thompson Crockett. They're so tight." <laughs> you know, but that's not really going to work anymore. Uh, what about Blobfish? Star-nosed mole. Fine, whatever. Fine, I'll make it work. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Well, yeah, see, that's the problem. If we have to say which one, because there's so many multiple words. What, what is it, blobfish, starfish, blobfish, mole? What is it? Star-nosed mole. Oh, <laughs> Here's the problem. I feel like when you purposely start picking weird words, they purposely stick out so much that it's almost guaranteed to lead to trouble. But it's fine. Those are the rules. full <laughs> floater. Full floater. Mark the bomber, Barnett. Like that's too easy. That's too easy. For yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. easy for sure. Um, Mark, Mark Barnett, rear suspension. Ah, star-nosed mole. Fine. <laughs> Good luck with that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a team. There's a team out there, star racing. We've already got one-third of it done. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Good to hear. I like your enthusiasm. I, that's pretty much what Will Hahn is. <laughs> I he should take that well. That should go over fine. Will Wilbur's just a star nosed mole. That's yeah, what he is. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> All right. That's it. That's the word of the day, everybody. Can't wait to hear it this weekend. Glenn Helen catch the fever. Uh Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and of course the folks at Alpine Stars. Uh we thank those guys. We thank the Fly Racing guys. Subscribe to Racer X magazine, everybody. Please do it. Subscribe to Racer X magazine. Or we'll stop these podcasts. It's that simple. Um, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant, uh, we'll, we'll see you both this weekend. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I 
love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely, 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey.